This is episode number 07 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, welcome on. It's Jesse Mundell. And it's Anita Lambert. Today we are going to be talking about cesarean birth recovery. We want to talk about some useful C-section recovery tips, what to do in the immediate postpartum, and then as we get a few weeks and a few months out from that major event in our lives. Big thing that we want to discuss, C-section moms are basically left with nothing, no advice when they leave the hospital. And this was absolutely my case when I left the hospital after 36 hours from that C-section experience. I was told no driving for six weeks and don't lift anything heavier than the baby for six weeks. And that's it. Not even scar care or how to tend to this big wound that was now happening in my body. I feel like it's essentially good luck, take care, hopefully we don't see you again, hopefully there's no complications, but you're just left on your own to go take care of this newborn and also your body after this big surgery. So we want to give some useful guidelines around recovering from C-sections. I will absolutely give you lots of personal snippets into my experience and then Anita hopefully can give us some clinical pearls and guidelines about what it's like to treat moms who have had C-sections and what they often are requiring to effectively heal from this delivery. So in my experience, recovering from a C-section was highly uncomfortable. It was more frustrating than I could have imagined, to be honest with you. I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I just felt so good, even right up to the end of pregnancy. 42 weeks, kept strength training, exercising, working out, felt really good mentally and emotionally, and then had this big event, this C-section, and came out of it feeling pretty broken. Painful, discomfort, huge loss of mobility in my body, and also mentally and emotionally challenged from processing this birth, which we will absolutely get to further on in the show. So it was a difficult time for me recovering from the C-section, not just physically, again, but mentally and emotionally too. Anita, are you seeing lots of C-section moms come to you in your practice? I am. Um, Yeah, I definitely do. Um, And most of them, similar to yourself, it was an unplanned cesarean birth. So it's not necessarily that there was a lot of planning going into it of what recovery would be like or what to expect. and how you're talking about even processing it, because I think a lot of times when I see moms postpartum and and I offer them space to debrief about their birth, 
and the ones that end up with a cesarean birth that was unplanned, um, often what comes up is, you know, I'm just happy, you know, baby's healthy, everything's okay. Um, and then, you know, I let them know, like, it's okay if you're not feeling okay about this. Um, and letting them know that they can process it and kind of people they can see to help with that or just strategies to help. Um, Cause I think that's a big part that this une unexpected event happened. Um, and I think another part too is most times after an abdominal surgery for anything else, um, your hormones aren't all over the place. You don't have a new little person to take care of. Um, there's a lot of these factors aren't in that scenario. So just to remind them, like, there's a lot more going on than just having the surgery. And to remind them too, like, that's why I actually always um, have been using the term cesarean birth. Um, and if the mom, like yourself, likes to use C-section, C-section delivery, or any other language, um, that's totally fine. Um, and I leave it to them because I want them to know, like, first of all, you gave birth. Yes, it was surgery. Um, but you gave birth because I think that's also a missing piece that some, I know some clients feel like that they didn't give birth because they had a cesarean birth. So I know we'll talk a little bit more about your experience and, and clients you've worked with as well. Yeah, that's such a great point in terms of our language around C-sections. We'll definitely dive into that. Let's talk about the immediate postpartum needs for C-section recovery. So like I was saying, in my case and a lot of the cases with my clients, they're told not much as soon as that surgery has ended or as soon as they're leaving the hospital. What I will say is that when you are still in the hospital, someone, likely a nurse, will want to get you up and moving within typically 24 hours after surgery. So I remember very clearly my first walk down the hallway after C-section and we were going to see Steele, my daughter, in the nursery. So they had taken her overnight for a few hours so I could sleep and so they were going to give her a bath and so we were walking down the hallway to go see her and it was just like whose body am I even in right now it was so strange my legs just felt so heavy it is just such a wild experience because again 24 hours earlier I felt really mobile and I could move my body in lots of different positions and now it was just like oh you're hit by a truck your body just feels so strange so usually they will want to get you up a trip to the bathroom if your catheter is out a slow stroll down the hall this is for lots of different medical purposes that they want to get you up and moving just know that it's probably going to feel extremely strange in your body i know i've talked to a lot of people and they said that they felt quite good during this first trip up and moving i did not feel even in the realm of good whatsoever I'm also interested if we go with a scheduled C-section this next time around, just the difference in what that recovery process is like from a scheduled C-section versus a long labor leading up to that surgery and if there are differences in that. And a lot of my clients do report differences there, so we will see, but just knowing that it probably will feel very strange in your body the first time you're up after C-section. So something else that you might want to be on the lookout for if you have a C-section and you're still in hospital is for some hospitals policy that you have 
a bowel movement before leaving the hospital. Clients have told me this was kind of their ticket to getting out. This was not my experience. I think this is also different in terms of your medical provider who your birth was with. In my case, we were in the care of midwives. Obviously, care was uh, transferred to the OB when we were going to the OR and making that decision to have C-section. But ultimately, we were in the care of midwives prior to C-section and afterwards as well. So typically, you will need to stay in the hospital for 48 to 72 hours after C-section. But with us, we were given a bit more leeway. We left after 36 hours, so just a day and a half. And it was really our choice. It was doing quite well at that point. And the midwives gave us the option to leave earlier. And at the time, I was really excited about that. And I just wanted to go home. And I just thought I wanted to be in my bed and eat our own food and just get into the routine. But honestly, after we got home, I kind of just wanted to go back to the hospital. More so, I wanted to go back to the hospital bed and to the nursing staff because it was so uncomfortable trying to sleep in our bed, find any positions that were comfortable. Obviously, the care from the nurses was fantastic in our experience. So I, next time, if there is a next time that there is an XC section, I would take the longer stay simply for that freaking hospital bed. You know what is interesting too that I will say? I have looked at renting Actually, Randy, my husband, looked into renting mm -hmm. a hospital bed. If we do have another C-section, you can rent them for your house for however long you want, a specific period of time. And I feel like that would be a total dream situation because sleeping is so uncomfortable after this major surgery. Getting in any position where you are comfortable resting is really difficult. I wasn't able to lie on my back or on my side comfortably and at this point it still wasn't what I would describe as comfortable but more comfortable until almost two weeks postpartum that is a long time of just trying to put your body in any position in bed that is decent and doable so the first couple weeks just knowing it can be highly uncomfortable when you are at home in most situations in your life sleeping feeding baby lifting baby up, comforting baby. So finding positions that you can rest in is not the easiest case. Tons of pillows in bed can be helpful. Also, do not be afraid to ask anyone, the people who are around you and helping you during this time, to bring you all the things that might be helpful in your comfort. So if it's more pillows, if it's water, if it's baby, if it's food, get people doing whatever they can do to support you in your comfort. It is really your job to ask at that point, um, to not expect them to read your mind. Of course, hopefully people are offering to do things for you, but keep asking to have your needs met, whatever they might be. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a good point with that, with the support is, especially because it was unplanned going through this kind of recovery. And um, also with a vaginal birth, there was variations on recovery as well, is even thinking in pregnancy, what's your support system going to be like after birth? I often will have clients even just kind of start thinking about that, right? Like if they have a partner, are they going to be able to be off work? Um, 
and maybe you can share after kind of with Randy how that worked um, with him and, you know, family, friends, like what is your support system going to be like after? Because um, especially if you're going through what Jess is talking about going through, um, to even have whatever support you can in place ahead of time can just make that experience a little more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was really lucky in our situation. My mom was already at our house and then my dad and my sister and my grandma all flew out from across the country and were staying with us too. And then Randy's mom and his aunt came after they left. So really for the first three weeks, we had constant live-in help and it was essential in so many cases. Randy was off for the first nine days postpartum and then went back to shift work as a firefighter. So as soon as he went back, I started doing a lot of the care by myself during the day and at night too. And that was likely far too soon, but I felt like at that time I just wanted to get into it and start doing it myself. And I was okay. I managed for sure but I should have kept asking for help at that point and I should have let people step up because they wanted to. I think that is such a key point in this too. If you do have people that are around, they want to help you. They truly want to help you in most cases. So allow them to do it. Allow them to do whatever you can. I tell my clients to do less than you think you should be doing or that you can do. And that was a constant reminder that I needed for myself. And I think we need this in any birth experience, less than you think you can do or you should be doing. However, that baby was birthed and especially mm. with uh, a difficult, a difficult recovery that a C-section can be in many cases. I will give one more tip on the immediate postpartum recovery, and that is to stay on top of your painkillers. This was something else that I was uncomfortable with in that early postpartum period. Just uncomfortable with painkillers in general at that point. Um, I don't like to take much. It doesn't make me feel very good. But this is a time where it is quite vital to your health. I didn't take any of the quote unquote hard stuff that they gave me at the hospital after we left the hospital. But I did stay on top of extra strength Advil and Tylenol rotating through that all day long for the first 10 days probably. I know some of my clients stay on it longer, some a little bit shorter, but even if you're feeling quite well during that first week or two, stay on top of it as best as possible because the pain can catch up to you quite quickly and that can be another aspect that is mentally difficult to deal with. And the last tip Take all the mesh underwear from the hospital that you possibly can. We did when we were leaving. I got Randy to ask them for more of the mesh underwear. And it was a lifesaver. My sister and Randy went out after we got home to buy me underwear. And I was like, just get me the extra large in whatever you see. And even those were super uncomfortable. So I would say all the mesh underwear or the biggest underwear you can find that has a flat high waistband i think the flat waistband is the key here anything that doesn't have seams will be far more comfortable on your body yeah and i'd say that's a really great tip for preparing for any kind of birth is the mesh underwear and big underwear definitely more comfortable afterwards 
Um, and so another um, kind of tip we wanted to talk about is you may be reading on the internet is, you know, should you use compression or some sort of, you know, shorts or wrap after postpartum, um, like after you give birth, can that help with your recovery? So just what was your experience um, and what did you end up using if you used anything? I ended up using the SRC recovery shorts and I had those during pregnancy, right at the end of pregnancy, I ordered. I wasn't able to get those on until two weeks postpartum. First of all, the SRC shorts are tricky to get on at the best of times because they are pretty taut. But in my case, I just couldn't exert that amount of effort. It is a challenge to get them on. And I was just not comfortable getting them onto my body before that time. What I see some clients using now are the C panty, the letter C panty, and angel care. And those are ones that are more briefs style, but then go up higher onto the rib cage. So the SRC recovery short, they have a short that goes down to the knee and also one now that is a little bit shorter, goes onto the thighs. But the angel care and the C panty are more underwear style and then again ride high onto the rib cage so they can feel comfortable for some people they can feel absolutely awful for others I did find them to be comforting on my body I think if I was to have another c-section again especially with a three-year-old around this time I would probably wear something as well just if rest time is down if you need to be lifting something heavier than the baby before six weeks or driving before six weeks postpartum, which is likely if you have other kids around, it might be something helpful that feels good on your body, especially if you're using it in times where you are exerting yourself maybe more than you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I was going to actually ask you about that. Cause, um, the SRC shorts, which I do um, mention to clients, is there anywhere in Canada to get those because they're from Australia, correct? Yes, um, that is so how that, you order. Yeah, and then also with the Angel Care and Sea Panty, I'd be curious to know if those are also more available in Canada or North America um, to give different options. Yes, so they are. So the SRC you order direct from SRC online. And just to give an example, I ordered them on a Thursday afternoon and they came Monday morning to Canada. So that was wild in my experience. Their customer service is top notch. Angel Care, you can order uh, direct online in Canada. I haven't looked at the US, but you can order from our colleague Mandy Remford Kunstio, who is in Edmonton and she has a online store that sells them we can list that in the show notes and c panty is actually available on amazon so that can be an mm -hmm. easy option for people too yeah and i think it's good to note too that to be prepared with having something postpartum um but yeah as just said you don't know how it's going to feel because the other option too is i'll talk to clients about um if they want to wear an ab wrap um the one that i tend to recommend is the ab wrap or the after baby wrap by bellies inc um it's the only one that i've seen that out of any of the wraps um just a lot of components on it um i prefer it's not a corset it's not super tight it can fit a lot different types of torsos but again there's so many factors so it kind of depends on your body composition or you know the um 
degree of diastasis, um, comfort level, like there's just so many things. So you could have something in place to have for afterwards, but then you don't really know till after if it's going to be comfortable. As Jess said, she didn't put on the shorts for, you know, a week or two. Um, and the same thing for the wrap. I have clients who wear it right after. I ended up wearing it right after and I was kind of seeing how it would feel. I liked the little bit of extra support for those first couple of weeks. Um, and I have other clients who just liked wearing all the high-waisted pants and that was enough compression for them. So it would be great to say that, you know, follow this and it will feel, you know, amazing. It'd be super helpful. It's you, you really don't know till after, after baby comes. And things were different for me on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes too in that early postpartum recovery period with the shorts. Sometimes I felt like it was ramping up feelings of tension and urge incontinence for me. So I would take them off immediately. And then other days it felt really good. So trust your gut if you are wearing them. If mm -hmm. it is uncomfy, if it is feeling weird on your body or you're having symptoms ramp up or it's hard to breathe, just take it off. It is a tool. It is not an essential piece of the postpartum recovery for any birth option. Mm -hmm. A lot of things hit me out of left field with this birth and C-section recovery, one being that I got an infection in my C-section scar. I hadn't heard many accounts of this from clients, but what happened with me is about eight days postpartum, I was noticing the redness around my scar was starting to spread and it was feeling warm to the touch. So at that point, I knew something was up. I took a picture of the scar itself and sent it to my midwives. And they said immediately, let's go to urgent care and get this checked out. So we did that and it was infected. So immediately I was put on IV antibiotics and... That was a stressful part of the recovery too. It just felt like another blow, honestly. At that point, I was already having a difficult time in the recovery, more mentally and emotionally. Physically, at that point, I was starting to feel a little bit better every day. But this just felt like another thing I had to contend with. And again, I didn't have that much information on it. I didn't have that many stories about it. So it felt scary to me as well. And of course, Dr. Google will freak the hell out of you if you Google C-section infections. So maybe just don't. So anyways, we got treatment that day, IV antibiotics. We went home. We had an appointment booked for the next day at the hospital in uh, the bigger city which we are close to and they were going to take another look at it see if that was helping or if we needed to have another IV put in at that point as soon as we got home I went to the bathroom pulled my pants down and this is going to be perhaps a little bit difficult to hear for some people who might be a little bit queasy but the scar was leaking a lot of fluid and so that was another scary piece. It turned out that was actually a really good thing because the infection was starting to come out. The scar had not opened up and that was one big fear for me. It had not opened up. It simply was the infection trying to get out of my body. So that night we went back to the hospital and they were reassuring and that it was just the infection getting out of my body. That first dose of antibiotics had been helpful. They wanted to hook me up again to IV antibiotics. So we did that. 
best part of this though we were able to go home so they hooked me up and I was able to take the bag with me and basically this fanny pack like thing so Randy changed my IV bag for the next three to four days at home I carried around this fanny pack with the IV bag in it for that amount of time and the IV was in my I believe it was in my forearm at that point so learning how to breastfeed a baby recover from c-section and carry around this IV bag for that Friday to Monday period was not the best time of my life something I would like to avoid again for sure but I just like to tell people this story so they know that it is something that could happen. And if you are starting to notice anything funky with your scar, the redness is spreading, it's feeling hot and warm to the touch, get it looked at immediately. I would agree. I've had clients go through like every scenario, including yours. Um, and some have no infection and things heal as they had expected they would and others don't. So I think that's definitely good information is if you have any questions or concerns, especially in those first six weeks before you get a checkup with your care provider, if you're like Jess and you um, had midwifery care, you'll be seeing them more often in those first six weeks. So letting them know and they should be checking that as well. Um, but if you're not really having many check-ins those first six weeks and you notice anything definitely go in and have um have someone look at it and i don't try to be uh, an easy patient don't feel like you might be putting more stress onto your midwives i know that i felt like that at times postpartum i knew they were tired i knew they were busy i knew they had other births this didn't feel that important but it is important. It's all important. If it's going to put your mind at ease, just mm -hmm. pick up the phone, call that pager number, whoever is your medical provider, and get your needs taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a good thing that you talked about, which we'll go into next, is um, scar care afterwards. So after things have been healing. Um, you mentioned, Jess, that you didn't really get any information um, and it may not have been until you saw a physio or you may have known ahead of time about the idea of scar massage. Um, did, did anyone talk to you about that or did you know ahead of time just from the knowledge you had going into birth? Yeah, I knew ahead of time and I felt like at so many points this was a game changer for me and something that I kept coming back to thinking on is how do people recover from this and how are they okay if they are given no information and they don't have this education that I had going into it it is a tough situation to be in so yes fortunately I did know about scar massage I had my first pelvic floor physio appointment at five weeks postpartum and at that point I was like can I touch this thing is it safe is it okay and Gail, my physio, who is incredible, was like, yeah, let's start to play with it a little bit. And we started to do some really gentle movement around the scar at that point, not over top of it yet. But that was so helpful. And I kept that up three to four times a week doing a little bit of mobilization and gentle work and massage around the scar and eventually over the scar until I was about 12 weeks postpartum, did it quite regularly. And the huge difference in the physical feel of the scar itself and the tissue around the scar was absolutely 
massive. So I can only imagine what was happening internally to those tissues if I could feel from the outside those big changes. Yeah, and I would totally agree with I'm glad um, that your physio got you kind of working on it. And that's our job as well as a physio is to check and make sure when you're ready. So if, if I've seen clients in pregnancy, Often the first time I'll see them postpartum is, yeah, around that four or five weeks. Um, sometimes it's not till seven weeks. So we want to make sure that things have healed enough that you could touch the scar. And if not, kind of how you're talking about dress is around the scar, just working on that. And I think a big part, too, is I tell clients it's about desensitizing the area. So I'm not sure, Jess, if you had that kind of numbness or random sharp pains or like a general pain with it is working on desensitizing that area. So getting your body comfortable with you actually touching it. So initially, even before massage, sometimes I'm just having clients initially touching the scar, super gentle, getting through that. Um, Cause that for some brings up a lot of emotion that you may be really disassociated with that area, especially if it was not a planned cesarean birth. Um, it's not just a physical change. There's mental and emotional changes too. And I have some clients that, are not okay touching the scar we initially start actually you know if they're wearing high-waisted leggings i have them initially touch the area gently over top of their leggings and then they get okay with that and their brain understands okay this is okay this is not harmful and then we eventually make our way to the skin and then start massage so what was your experience just with kind of the emotional mental side of even touching the scar or acknowledging the scar Ooh, i love that you brought that up because so many of my clients have that same experience and are really freaked out about it I was not it felt strange and the sensation was odd but I didn't feel I didn't feel scared to touch it I kind of just wanted to get in there at that point but yeah so important to acknowledge that that is a common experience for people Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely I'm totally on the same page with Jess about teaching about massage because again if we can once things are healed and we can get on top of that sooner. I talk to clients about there's so many layers to that scar. We have the what we see on the outside, but then there's layers deeper down. And I'll show them with that pelvic model where their scar sits and how it relates to where a pelvic floor um, attaches and our TA, that corset mus- muscle attaches that if we can get rid of tension in those layers around your scar, that can help your pelvic floor and core muscles actually work even better um, and can also be a component of healing a diastasis. So, um, or back pain, like there's just so many relevant areas that releasing scar tension um, can actually benefit. Let's talk about the return to movement and exercise after C-section. This can also be something that people are confused about. They feel nervous about, they don't want to do more damage or on the other side of the spectrum, they wanna get back to things immediately. A lot of the advice that is out there is to start walking as soon as you feel able to and then really slow return to more loaded movement. For me, walking did not feel good at all. I didn't start walking until five weeks postpartum. And at that point, it was 10, maybe 15 minutes at a time once I got into the first couple of weeks of walking. For me, it actually felt better to do more uh, floor-based exercise, glute bridges, clamshells, really basic 
bodyweight squats and band pull-aparts with the resistance band. So I felt better more so being in one spot and moving my body through basic ranges of motion to wake up my body and my brain. Walking can be stressful on the body early postpartum and especially after a big surgery. It can be a contributor to pelvic pain for some of my clients who are starting to walk really early on and then ramping up that volume or that walking time quite quickly. Absolutely, we can start walking early if you're feeling up to it. I would just recommend that you keep the dosage quite low. So it's a five minute walk, we see how we feel. It's a 10 minute walk, we see how we feel and we're gradually ramping up, not just starting back into 30, 45 minute walks. That's a lot for the body to handle at this time. Also keep in mind, what else you are doing throughout the day. It is a lot of work to care for a newborn and for a baby. So keep that in mind. You are already doing a ton of work. You might be doing a ton of walking just from caring for that baby and for yourself. You might feel good with starting with some floor-based exercise, some breathing work, some glute activation, just reconnecting to the core and pelvic floor before we get back into much intensity or much volume. Yeah, I think that's a really good reminder. And as well as for what you're going to go through next time, Jess, right, is that you're going to have a newborn, but then also steal, right? Who at that point, I think she'll be almost three, mm-hmm. almost three at that point. Um, so it's one of those things to keep in mind of you're probably doing more movement during the day than you think. Um, so, you know, keeping that in mind when you're thinking about exercise as well. And then let's get back into a gradual return to exercise after, say, the first month, the first two months of C-section recovery. For me, I started strength training, and it was very gentle and very rehab-based at four weeks postpartum after C-section, and that might seem really early for some people, and it was early, quite honestly. I felt good doing what I was doing, but I also had planned it out in a very specific manner. It was very gentle. It was moving my body in ways that felt really good during and afterwards. I didn't have any increase in pain or discomfort or bleeding after those sessions. They were very short, 10, 15 minutes, one to two times a week. So the return to exercise, I like it to be done for my clients in a structured way where we can test and assess and troubleshoot from whatever they are feeling during and after those sessions. But absolutely, it is possible to get back to strength training within those first couple of months after C-section. It's not something that you have to wait six months or a year to do if it is something you want to be doing. Of course, absolutely fine to wait as long as you want to, as long as you feel like your body and your life can handle more structured exercise and movement. So no specific guidelines, just really if you're feeling like it is going to be beneficial for you physically, mentally, and emotionally to move, then we can get you moving in really effective ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a key point to bring up is the effective ways, right? And building back. So that idea of like that rehab and retrain aspect of it. So Jess isn't saying, you know, jump back into all the weights you were doing during pregnancy or pre-pregnancy that it's like there's stages, right? To build up um, so that you can get back to strength training and feel good with it. What I thought was so cool was experiencing this in my body 
this whole process in my body, honestly, it gave me a really different relationship with my clients and now people who have gone through C-sections too. But experiencing how garbage-like my body felt in those first couple weeks after C-section to then being a month out and then being two months out and then being six months out and feeling like I was really capable and really confident in my body again. And I just kept going back to this was such a huge event that took place in my body, especially if you've watched any videos of C-sections. It's a big thing that is happening to your body. So to be able to recover from it really quite quickly, even though it's months at a time that you're noticing these changes that are occurring, it's still it's still cool to be able to experience that and to feel really strong and really confident and really capable again. If you are in the early stages, it will not feel like this forever. And it's probably going to be surprising to you how quickly you do feel better. So it's a good way to go into the next um, kind of topic we wanted to talk about. And that's the mental and emotional healing after a cesarean birth. And we've touched on this a little bit already, but this idea that there is the emotional and mental healing component, not just the physical component. And everyone's going to be different. Some people are going to heal physically faster than the mental and emotional side. And some people it's vice versa, or it's at the same pace. So to know if you're listening to this and you're going through this right now, whatever you're feeling is normal. Um, it can be hard to feel that way. Um, if you're comparing yourselves to others, there's just so many journeys on healing after birth and after cesarean birth, um, and making sure that you're, you feel comfortable, um, that you're able to reach out for support and having strategies to help with those different types of healing. Mm -hmm. I always thought when I was in that first few months recovering from c-section that the physical recovery seemed faster than the mental and emotional processing of it the mental and emotional processing took me far longer than the physical healing you know I felt back to strength and endurance and function in my body and I was still feeling very uh, like so many tough feelings were still coming up about the birth itself for many months out. So in my experience, I needed to talk about the birth over and over and over again. I needed to write about it a ton. I needed to do more work around the mental and emotional versus doing work around the physical. If you are feeling similar things, my best advice would be to seek counseling, go to a therapy session, particularly with someone who works in birth and postnatal work. Someone who has talked through these scenarios with many moms before you and can give you really validating experience in their space. That was so helpful for me. And also just to allow myself to feel the feelings that I needed to during that time and to not just think that I needed to be okay and I needed to be happy and that my baby was safe and that was the most important thing. It is an important thing, but your health is also vital and valued in this time period too. So take as long as you need to take, talk about it as much as you want or don't talk about it, journal, write, uh, seek advice and help from outside sources that are not in your family if that feels better to you at this time but really just knowing that this is a normal 
and very common thing to go to if a birth went differently than you were hoping or you had preferences for. And then even um, if you're comfortable sharing just, just, just your now experience going into another birth, maybe some of the things that have come up or just so that other moms who are in the same position of, as you, you know, thinking about next time around, some decisions that they may make in terms of a planned cesarean birth or going for a VBAC or not actually knowing what they want. Yeah, and that's the space I'm in of the not actually knowing. And at this point when we're recording, I'm already more than halfway through this pregnancy and I don't know what I want to do. And I don't have, obviously there will be a timeline and a deadline of which I need to decide by, but that's still months away at this point and I don't have any hard set uh, deadlines for myself that I need to decide by 30 weeks what I'm going to do or 35 weeks. I feel like the answer will come to me when it comes to me and that will be okay. And my medical providers are really comforting in that too and totally on board. So when I found out I was pregnant this time around, I felt like so much of the birth trauma I had experienced from that birth just came rushing back to me. I felt like I had done so much good processing of it and I was at a place where I was really at peace about it and I was and I am. But when I found out and I saw that positive pregnancy test for me, it was like, now I need to decide which route of trauma I choose to myself. And that might sound really negative, but that is exactly how I felt. And it still is how I feel to this day, truly. Like, which route of trauma do I want? Do I want another major surgery? Or do I want to labor, try for a VBAC? What if that goes to an emergency section? Is that something that I'm willing to endure again? Will my mindset be in a different place that I will have a different experience mentally and emotionally if we had another emergency C-section? I just don't know. I just don't know. So this time prenatally, I'm going to be doing some counseling work with someone who works in birth and postnatal and prenatal health. So I think that will be helpful. Um, but just allowing myself to be in this place of limbo and unsureness and no pressure uh, with whatever way I do decide. Mm -hmm. I think that's great information because I think a lot of um, a lot of moms listening are, are battling with that decision. I know clients have talked to me about that before too. So I think hearing from you that you're you've gone through this <laughs> and you're going through this will will give them a sense of ease of like, okay, it's okay if I don't know, or if it's okay if I choose one or the other, or I change my mind. Absolutely. And that is what is so key for me in this decision too, is knowing that it's okay either way. So a lot of times I have feelings come up that I just don't know if mentally this time around I'm in it to attempt to be back. Do I want to do the things and the work that need to go into place to have that be a positive experience? I don't know. And then I think about the other side of it too and the recovery from a C-section physically was just so uncomfortable and having a three-year-old combined in that situation another time around, do I want to go through that? And so I weigh the pros and the cons, but ultimately I know that whatever decision we go with will be the right decision. It's always the right decision. If I feel on board with it and I own that, I know that it will be okay and that I can only choose that for myself and for our family 
whatever I believed going into the birth with steel is not what I believe now. And so those decisions that I would have made at different time periods are completely separate from each other. So to wrap up, C-sections are major events to the body and the mind. The healing can be long, but as I said, it's also fascinating how much better you will feel for many people in a short amount of time physically. And like I said, knowing that the physical and emotional recovery can feel more difficult at time for the physical. And if that's not your experience, that's okay as well. There just can be so many variations in terms of the physical, mental, and emotional of what you might be experienced in your body and mind after a C-section. As you return to movement and exercise, take your time slow progress, keep the volume low, and really tune into the sensations that you are experiencing in your body. Check your ego at the door constantly and know that your body is progressing at its perfect timeline for you. And so we're excited for you to catch up with us at our next episode, which is going to be about something called dyspareunia or um, internal pelvic pain and this is with intercourse pap exams tampon use diva cup any sort of internal pelvic pain and this is going to be applicable for everyone listening so whether you are not in a place of thinking you're ever going to have children or you're not in that place of trying to have children if you're in fertility challenge um, period of your life if you're pregnant if you're postpartum regardless of what kind of birth you had a lot of um, people do experience this type of pain. So make sure you catch up with us for our next episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 